Welcome to Mixed Company. Bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. I'm not even hearing any of the TikToks anymore. All right, guys, welcome back. You, what up? Hey. Episode 47, Mixed Company. We're not at 50 yet? No, oh, we're not. Okay. It feels like it, but we're not. Everybody's out here just working extra hard. All right. Um, we have an interesting show for you guys today. We're actually, at this point, we're having an internal debate about <laughs> how. No, seriously, we're having an internal deba- debate about accountability and um, if there's any difference or nuance in, in how we hold let's say people, places, and things accountable. So before we get into that, we actually do have some listener slash attendee feedback. Um, And this comes from Jenny who posted on our Facebook. Uh, Jenny said, I attended an event recently and it was hands down one of the best panels I've had the pleasure of listening to. Great job. Looking forward to your next event. She's talking about our She's event. She's talking about <laughs> our event. So like we told you guys in the last episode, um, in conjunction with YNR, uh, Young and Rubicam Agency, we held our for black women who've considered the C-suite event um, literally the day, the day the last episode was released. So yes. that was obviously we already knew it was going to be a dope event. Um Thank you, Simeon, obviously, for putting the freaking yeah, idea but thank together you, and kind of leaving it there. <laughs> thank you, Karina, for no, also no. helping to hold down the conversations. Um, and all together, like, I think, I mean, I in general, I think we do have great conversations anyway. So it's nice when other people get to see how dope our conversations are in real life as well. So thank you, Jenny. We appreciate that. Um, should we run down what in detail what we talked about? On this was literally your idea, so All you right, should so totally I'll, go into I'll, it. I'll run down what we <laughs> talked about because, and I, I'll kind of reiterate what I said at the event, which was, um, yeah, this was originally my idea. And the reason why I thought about it was because a lot of my mentors in this industry have been black women. And when this conversation of the C-suite comes up, uh, especially when we're talking about women, I rarely hear the conversation specifically focused on black women. And then also these women who have been really influential in my career. I'm like, you're dope. Why aren't you leading shit? Because you should be. And the way that we framed up the topic, this, well, this event was basically like a mini conference. So there were four micro panel discussions that we talked about. The first one was, um, generational differences which kind of head on how women of different generations can be black women of different generations can be allies for each other which karina led and um ayana telfort was also a part of yeah uh she was dope and i i I feel like you guys did what i wanted you to do which was (laughs) what is that where are we going with this (laughs) but no not necessarily do what i wanted you to do but you hit on what I was kind of hoping for, which was when Ayana said, sometimes I just can't relate to younger women who, and she hit on like hip hop and she didn't necessarily say this was the reason why I couldn't relate, 
but she hit on that and I felt like that was something that needed to be discussed. And the reason why I put that topic in there was there was a young black woman that I used to work with. Yeah. Who we had an older black woman supervisor. The woman's out her hair blonde and the supervisor was like, I don't know why the hell she did that. They don't take it seriously as it is. And I felt like that hindered her sponsoring that woman or mentoring that woman because she couldn't relate to her authenticity. Yeah. So that was one. And then Kai led uh, the topic on intersectionality. What was it? Woman culture. Yep. The intersection of women and culture. Cool. And Tracy Bliss was on that. Uh, Ashley Ramirez and then Naya, the creative where they talked about intersectionality in the industry and how these women who are of different cultures and different backgrounds, different races can be allies for each other. And then uh, my panel was My Sister's Keeper, which uh, had Karina and Sade Council and Gary J. Nix, who was also a guest on our show before. And we talked about how black women and black men can be allies and partners in success um, in this and black women's ascent to, you know, in their climb to getting into the C-suite. And then the final panel was uh, Making the Dream Work, which Valerie Graves, who if you don't know, you should know uh, her book. She's an author, but she was also a chief creative officer in the industry for many years. Uh, And she has a book called um, Diamonds, Pressure Makes Diamonds, uh, which you should get and listen and read or listen to whatever, however you devour books. And she was on that panel with Kai and Tiffany Edwards, and it was all about sponsorship. More specifically, how do you get white men to sponsorship? What are the pros and the cons? And what does, what does that look like in reality? Um, so altogether, there was these, these four panels, and that was a mouthful to get out. But it was a dope event. We had a lot of people come through. Shout out to YNR for sponsoring us again because they stay coming through, specific, more specifically, Tasha Gilroy, who was a guest on the show. And that was the rundown for this dope event that we got listener feedback on. It was a really good event. And honestly, I think it was, as always, it was very honest. And I think everybody appreciated the honesty from it. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward for us to doing more of those and uh, getting more listeners involved. Okay. Well, so I guess we might as well go ahead and bust into some um, dope shit or ain't shit before we touch on our topic. Who wants to go first? Um, I will go first and my computer just stopped working. Oh, Um, like it died? Like you need your charger back? No, like Google's not working. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, then in that case, I'll go first. Um, so my, so obviously there are many things to talk about. We all know Facebook ain't shit. Um, Vanity Fair is shit for the 26 women in Silicon, uh, entrepreneurial black women in, um, in Silicon Valley. They're the shit for that. Campaignlive.com. They're the shit for, um, their 40, over 40 campaign that they released recently. Uh, But most of all, I think I'm just going to go ahead and give um, a dope shit shout out to David Sable, who is the global CEO of Young and Rubicam, um, also a sponsor for our last event, um, and thanking David and his squad for having me guest on their show. Um, I guess we released it last week now. 
Um, I had a chance to speak for about an hour um, on Madison and Culture, which is the name of the podcast that you can also find on iTunes. Um, And I spoke to David about just race, um, the industry, uh, and essentially what my experience has been growing um, as a producer, as an entrepreneur, as a blogger, and just somebody who is overall um, just really invested in the um, inclusion efforts of this industry. So if you have a chance to check it out, please do support, show love the same way you support and show love to Mix Company. Um, Again, the podcast is called Madison and Culture, and it is hosted by Young and Ruby Cams, or YNR rather, YNR's global CEO, uh, David Sable. Okay, my Google's working now. Uh, My dope shit is not advertising related, but it's creative industry. Uh, It is the documentary The Rape of Reese Taylor, which I watched um, earlier this month. And if you are not familiar with the story, it is about um, a woman, a black woman who was raped in 1944 in Alabama by seven white men. And it's the documentary is all about her speaking out and basically putting her herself and her family in danger. And the reason why I thought it was dope was. Right now, we're talking about Me Too. We're talking about Time's Up and all these women who are coming forward to shed light on the fucked up shit that happens to women and rape and toxic masculinity and all that stuff. Um, And I feel like she was one of those people who was doing it before now. Um, But the other dope thing about this documentary was it really shed light on a lot of black women who were pioneers in the civil rights movement, especially Rosa Parks, which like we all know about her going to the back of the bus. But she was actually like out here on some just dope shit before she was doing that. She was like an investigator for... um, NAACP. The her sitting on the bus was was staged. Like that is something that they had planned for weeks. And Most like, people don't know that. Oh well. The average person that, doesn't know that. There goes that, that historically black college education. All hundred thousand dollars. Shout out to Tyrone Hankerson. Yeah, and she was so. Uh, Rosa Parks was one of the investigators on Reese Nat or Reese Taylor's uh, rape. Uh, so if you get a chance. You should definitely check out The Rape of Reese Taylor, especially if women's issues and women's rights and the protection of women is on your personal agenda. That's my dope shit for the week. So um, this weekend I saw there's a YouTube star named Todrick Hall, and he recently came out with a short film for his Forbidden Tour, and basically it challenges sex, racism, and gender conversations all into this one story about this world where homosexuality is the norm and heterosexuality is not. Um, It's quite interesting. It was about an hour, but it also is like a visual album for him. So I thought it was really cool. It was something I've never really seen before, and it had a whole bunch of A-list stars, Jennifer Lewis, um, Tiffany Haddish, um, Cynthia Rivo, people. It was like a musical. It was really cool. So, cool. That so, sounds so, interesting. So. 
Absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into our topic. So, um, actually, Karina, I'll let you kind of introduce a topic? this topic. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. So we just had a well, just had a conversation. We've been in conversation about accountability and the Me Too movement and the Times Up movement and the Times Up Times Up advertising movement. And everybody, the main conclusion is like accountability, but is that a redundant story? Like to hold people to make change, you have to hold people accountable. So how's that different from holding brands accountable from a person? It seems to be all the same. I tend to think a little bit differently about it, but it may be too detailed. I don't know. That's what we're going to discuss. Well, I mean, if we also back up to another reason why we're talking about it at the event, that we had a woman stood up and talked about the Time's, Time's Up, up advertising. advertising pledge, we call it? Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the extension of the Time's Up movement, so it ladders up to them. So if you were to donate to the Time's Up advertising, you're basically donating to the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. But the, the thing that all the women signed, was, was it was a pledge, right? Yes, it was a pledge. Okay. And so when the woman stood up at our event, basically what I took from what she said um, was that she was calling bullshit. Uh, She said that she knew a lot of the women who signed the pledge and it was just lip service. And so I guess what we were debating before we started the show was, are we talking about the same thing over and over and over again? I think we're not. I think what she was saying was getting a little bit more granular because when we were, I think when we talk about accountability, um, or when we have talked about accountability before on the show, it's been go to HR. This is how you hold your manager accountable. This is how you hold your agency accountable. But with this, I feel like this is how you hold these women accountable, which could be the same thing if if that's who you know if these women were HR, they were your manager. But I feel like. She, what she was saying was being very specific. All of these women who signed this pledge should be held accountable based off of what their what their signature ladders up to. So how's that different? So how are you holding them accountable than holding your manager accountable? One, your manager didn't sign the pledge. Or I don't even on the Times of website. Wait, but it doesn't. Okay, so they didn't sign the pledge. So how are you holding her? these women accountable differently? I think by them signing the pledge, they're saying that they know better. Again, <laughs> how do you hold them oh, accountable okay, differently? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Um, I would have to pull up the pledge. I haven't, like, gone into detail so on it. So the pledge is really just... So let me go ahead and yeah. back up. <laughs> okay. we're, coming through, we're coming through various entry points. My question has nothing to do with whether or not the topic itself is the same. We know the topic is the same, holding mm-hmm. people accountable is the same. My, my topic, my, my challenge, my pause is, have we talked, like, I feel like at this point we could write a book about holding people accountable. We, every episode, we talk about holding individuals accountable, holding men accountable, holding your friends accountable, holding yes. your manager accountable, holding brands accountable, holding your, like, and the cycle goes. So my thing is, is this even, 
is there really a difference in what we can say? Granted, in the forum, in the in the forum of an event, yes, we can answer that question because that is an ongoing conversation here. But as far as it comes to like creating a topic for this show, what are we saying differently about holding individual women accountable that may or may not have signed a pledge? How is that any different than them signing their um, human resources? Um, what is it? The, the different the 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 pillars? No, the but like when their you contract. Yeah, the different contracts that you sign when you start at an agency. It, it's still in there. You can't harass your employees. You can't be disrespectful to people. All types of shit is in there. So, what is different about holding somebody that signed that pledge accountable? Then holding, what was his name? Gustavo Martinez accountable. Then holding um, Pepsi accountable. Then holding Harvey Weinstein accountable. Like, what is the difference? I think that you are challenging the person to be, you're challenging your boss, you're challenging all these people to be accountable. But in the Time's Up advertising, women signed up in the in to, in the to be open to be challenged there's one thing of challenging someone cuz you want to point out wrong there's another when someone's like i really want someone to challenge me i really want to open my perspective i don't think so we're uh, assuming that they did that because they want us to challenge that's them. what the pledge signs up for there are three actions in the times of advertising mm-hmm. and i don't know them off by heart but they are the three actions yes there's three actions and there's also going to be a forum for yes, women to they attend. Are hosting, they're hosting their So they can hear input. In May, yes. Brands, when have brands, when have like anyone or your manager been open to be like, I want to hear your perspective. Girl, I want- and your review. If there's no. 60 feedback. I didn't get that in my review. Uh, but are, are they, are they, they really open? They have 360 review for me. So, but this is, my, this is my thing, right? Like. It, to me, it sounds like what we're saying, what you guys are saying is the difference is that they're asking for it as opposed to us volunteering it. To me, it's what's the difference if we have to do it regardless. You're still going to take the same steps. You're still taking the same well, steps. It's not, a nicer, it's not a nicer conversation because they, they signed something. So I think... I think, I think you're uh, invited. I think you're invited to make that conversation and it's it is makes it easier if you know that you're invited to have to offer your opinion as opposed to I'm going to offer my opinion. No so matter that just, it just makes you feel better about doing it. I don't necessarily think it's a matter of feeling better. I think you feel more confident doing it because like, well, one somebody right, giving you permission. That's all that does. Is so, it makes you feel more at ease about doing something. That's all yeah. people need I mean, to that, speak that, up to That could be times. it. Because also, look, look at why we're doing this show, right? We're having these conversations that are typically uncomfortable or people don't want to have because of the repercussions of bringing up race or any type sort of toxic situation at work. The I feel like these women invited us to basically challenge them where that there wasn't necessarily an opening for that before. I don't know. I feel like you think it's the same easy. because it's the I same thing. I feel like same. it's the same thing. Like I don't You'll do you'll have to do the same work. Me, whether you tell me you you want it or not, 
us being who we are, like the question at the event was, how do we hold people accountable? Not how do we hold people accountable that signed pledges, period. The point that she brought up was the fact that the, that there are high-profile women that she felt was, were being hypocritical. They signed the pledge, our, though. It doesn't matter. They're being hypocritical. Whether they signed up, like, people sign things all day long. People put uh, attach their names to, to the Special Olympics all day long. It doesn't mean that they go around and they want to make sure that anybody that that may be disabled is constantly feeling at ease and comfortable. Like, to me, there's, like, this the conversation like even this conversation is weird for me to have because i'm like how many more like how many more times are we going to talk about holding people like we know we have to hold people accountable what is different about that topic well i think you're also approaching it from a place of privilege because you have the wherewithal you have the confidence you've been checking people for a minute so if this show is also a resource for people or it's it's, it's helping people figure out ways to hold people accountable, then you have an opening right here. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that these women put three action items up on whatever this oath is, or whatever the case may be, and they sign their name to it, have, let me put it like this. Walking into, and this is coming from somebody who's gone into HR and tried to fuck some shit up, right? When you don't have this in front of you, these three action items in front of you to open the conversation like or to guide your agenda it's really uncomfortable like it's an uncomfortable conversation so, so then to this have. so then this conversation is not about how do we hold our hold other people accountable then this conversation has become how do we become more comfortable holding people accountable that is yeah. a completely different topic cuz at the end of the day okay. you're empowered to make I mean, to, to say your opinion as but opposed to right, saying your opinion all the time. People do not feel comfortable any day, every day. I get day. what guys saying. I mean, I get it too. I'm just saying, though, like, not everyone feels confident or empowered enough to have their, to say their opinion if they're uncomfortable with the situation. A lot of people just suffer in I silence or fine. walk away. That's I get, just yeah. not what we were talking about. It's, that's it's, not what that's, that, that's not, like, what we came in with was recited, like, reciting the question from the event so like what i don't what i want us to do as we continue doing this show is to make sure that we are thinking even more deeply than other people were like i mentioned like offline like we were talking about sexual harassment over two years ago our first show our second show was about the sexual harassment lawsuit opened up at jwt so like to me that was maybe not groundbreaking, but that was table shaking at the mm-hmm. very least, right? So I'm like, well, how do, how do we, I think a better question for us is, how do we continue this conversation surrounding diversity and inclusion without repeating ourselves or just saying the same things over? And what other thought leadership do we have to offer about the topic and that we know there are so many different topics which i think is why it was really important for us to have our last few guests because they approach creativity from a different perspective so how do we also approach diversity the conversations about diversity and the conversations about inclusion from a different perspective what else are we offering to the topic not just 
how are we going to hold people accountable today? And then how are we going to hold them accountable tomorrow? That's my point. I hear your point. So, like, I think, like, to me, if we're going to talk about how do we get more comfortable with it, then, yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about self-esteem in the workplace. Let's talk about holding yourself accountable to be um, courageous because there's an accountability aspect there. I think that's fair. I think not only with thinking that question, it's another movement that's popularized. So just like Time's Up, you know, that's a popular movement, but it's only going to help the mainstream, like, group. Oh, like, I also... There is that point of it. Like, there are movements that cover the mainstream group. Even when we saw it with March for Our Lives, we had kids saying, you know, like, I know people are looking at us just because we're white kids. When there was Black Lives Matter, with Time's Up, a conversation on the side had popped up, not amongst us, but, you know, we have Time's Up advertising, but where do black women fit into that? Where do minorities and people of color fit in that? Where do LGBTQ groups fit into that? But, right. And but so I'm guessing topic, I think they, they, like those that's are the topic, different aspects. Fine, but yeah, those, like, but you know, I didn't. I, I, I think those more of like extension questions, not necessarily topic questions. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, and there are deeper questions with that. But I think about that. Yes, this is popular. This is the hot movement now. We had times up. Now we have times up advertising. But I don't even think that's a, action, even in that statement. I don't even think it's a now. I think they coexist. It's not a. Right. It's not that one ended and now we started another. They're still moving. Yeah, but I'm in terms of like what is like the now thing. Everyone like people are more talking about times up advertising. No, we are talking about times yeah. up advertising because we work within the industry. Right. I feel like you're asking what about our stance has evolved. Right. Right. Honestly, yeah. like, and, and I and I truly mean that for us because it's like, in order for us to, in order for us to honestly be thought leaders it's not just that we have a podcast it's not just because we do events it's not just because we have social media handles it's not just because our friends know that we have a platform what exactly are we doing that is different than what we were doing last year or the year before and i think that's super important like without this podcast we still have to have our own platform like we still have to stand for everything we talk about yeah so for me, it's super important that we make sure that we're covering everything and not just the same thing. I, I feel like this, what they signed, is an umbrella over everything. Is it necessarily, is it is it a completely different topic or has it evolved? I feel like we can approach it from a place of evolution because Granted, we did talk about this earlier this year, mm-hmm. and it was how to, how do we hold people accountable? I feel like it was a very broad discussion. Here's here's sure right? it was it was it was a broad discussion. I feel like this what she or what this them signing this um, oath or petition, whatever the fuck it is, um, it narrows down how you approach it. Like it's a very focused to me. It's to me, you can walk into the conversation with a very focused agenda on here are the three action items that you just signed, whoever you are. One, 
do your actions ladder up to what you just signed? Because with the agency, and this is this is the, the difference that I see with the agency. It's like, all right, cool. There are a hundred people here. It's a list of 200 women. Right. But I'm talking about with an agency, right? So you walking into your agency, talking to your HR partner or your manager Mm -hmm. about the culture. This is a hundred people that, you know, is, is the agency rolling something out that ladders up to their mission? You can roll out something that roll out something. It doesn't necessarily ladder up to what your mission is. To me, this says I'm walking up to, this person as a it's it's nuance it to me is it's it's nuance but it's more focus you're holding a person is, accountable the focus is that this is i think the sure right you know i think the the nuances because we're not talking about an incorporate an incorporated business yes that's values ladder up to profitability and resources we're talking about a 501c3 whose values ladder up to a set of uh no i'm talking about that woman social social action items that is literally the difference no i'm talking about that woman i'm not talking about the nonprofit, the 501c i'm talking about that person who signed their name that, that to me there's no like Yes, you still hold people accountable the same way. You don't hold them accountable differently because she's, they signed this or they signed their contract to work at their organization. You hold them accountable regardless. Perhaps the difference is now you get to see what the values are so you know exactly what you're saying when you go to have a conversation with them. But what we're talking about is not different. I think what could be different about this conversation is what is the likelihood that a lot of these women that did sign this petition actually have been complicit in seeing, viewing, hearing about sexual harassment, discrimination, etc.? And then how do we how do we counter that ourselves? Not what do we do for them, not how do we hold them accountable. What does that do for us? To me, that's a that's a deeper conversation because we can't worry about we can't worry about how things are going to make them comfortable or oh it makes it real because they said that they were going to commit to creating solutions at work uh at that work starting exam- starting with examining the processes and policies that have failed us quite honestly I like and and don't get me wrong like times up advertising is great i think it is super important to put a stamp on the things that you believe in and and give yourself a platform that's that's also these are things that are not far off from what's discussed in the walls of every agency anyway like that's not different we're going to hold everybody accountable the same way we're going you or you don't hold them accountable how do you become more comfortable holding people accountable you don't it's not easy I don't think it's easy. It's not easy. So I don't like, so I'm saying like, it doesn't get easier. It's not like a more, it's not, it's never going to be a coffee and tea meeting to hold somebody accountable. I I think you're right. And the only difference is to me is that this just gives you an agenda. That's it. 
this does give you an it agenda. gives you an agenda when you walk into when you walk into the meeting so I think we also and like I said before we approach this from a place of privilege where we are try- we are fuck shit uppers like that you push us enough we're going to walk to your office we're going to try to fuck some shit up like that's just who we are and it's just who we are but it's a, that's that's a privilege like to be able to walk into an office and start some shit I honestly don't believe that is a privilege I believe that is a necessity for survival. But everybody because doesn't I, have it. Everyone doesn't survive. And we know that in this industry. And we've been talking about that since day one. A lot of people like us opt out. They start their own shit. They go work on the brand side. They completely leave marketing and communications mm-hmm. as a whole. Everyone does not survive. It's not a privilege to have to swallow your pride and constantly believe that you know what this could be this could be the one day that I get my ass fired and blacklisted because that's some real shit too. That's not a privilege. I think so com- to even speak about it in that term. I think what makes it look like it's a privilege is because we speak about it so freely ourselves. I mean, but I I say it's a privilege because who you are right now is the sum of your whole entire existence. When you talk about the way that your parents raised you. Yeah, I got my ass beat. Right. But (laughs) no, but they instilled shit in you that you use when you're, when you're in these environments, that is a privilege. Like you had nothing to do with the parents that you, that you have. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. You're calling that a privilege. I think a privilege a privilege is something that grants me access despite whether or not I deserve it. That is privilege to me. A privilege is something that gives me headway. My courage is not a lack of fear. My audacity is not a lack of understanding of consequences. It is, it is a mandate for myself to make sure that at all, at, at, at any cost, my integrity is intact. That's not a privilege. The fact that I got my ass beat growing up is not a privilege. I'm the not talking about, I'm not talking about ass def- The fact that I knew that I had to defend myself as a child is not a privilege. Being an adult so young and having to make certain decisions in line with decisions that adults should make is not a privilege. This is survival. This is how I survive. This is how I, I'm i going to assume that most people know how to survive. You fight or you flight, right? That is that is literally what you are taught in, what is it, biology and sciences. Let's not mm-hmm. go back to high school right now, but it's fight or flight. You run or you stand up against the thing that's scaring you shitless. That's not a privilege. I think it's I think it's being empowered and having the confidence and courage to say what you want to say or to stand up when you see there's something wrong. I think that people who survived in the past, they survive not saying in a sense choosing their battles, right? Shit did go down cuz this is not new. These situations aren't new, but people did choose their battles of whether they should hold their bosses accountable. Not everybody did that back in the day. 
It's fight and or it, flight. And it was yeah. a way of survival. Right. It's fight or flight. I think now people can talk more. To go away. And there's less, and with the given environment, there's less repercussions for being, yeah. for, for saying your opinion. And having things like Time's Up Advertising, yes, it's an invitation to be more empowering. Yes, it is an invitation to speak your mind more. Because not many people did that unless they felt the courage to do created, so. They, yes, they have created a safe space where you are, where you can feel empowered, where they are letting you know that it is okay for you to fight. Yes. I think what another lens to it is, okay, we, it's easy. We know in this industry it's easy for us to talk about gender in the eyes for white women. It's very easy for that. How do we have movements? This is, a, this is a big movement. So how do we include people of color in this conversation? How do we make sure that we're covered if we, if we have a situation? We already have the barriers that we can't relate to all of our coworkers. This is another barrier for to be seen. <laughs> what? Why I are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like we're. I feel like this is the last time we're gonna have this conversation. <laughs> I don't think this is the last time we're gonna have this and conversation. And it's like it's not, not even and about I'm not even saying. You know what it is? I'm I'm not even saying that it like we shouldn't talk about accountability. I want to make sure that we're talking about it in in a sense that's like relevant. Like if we started at, and maybe that becomes another se- segment. How do we hold people accountable? Like, <laughs> but all, it, all we're going to say is look back on their values, look back on things things that they've said, and then ask them to your point. How does that? How does what you're doing ladder up to what you said? But to your point, it seems like the same. You do the same approach by calling it out. So whether I mean, the only thing that's we what haven't done but, was storm the freaking um, Capitol building. Like, what are we gonna do? Hold us? Like, I mean. Maybe that's not a terrible idea, depending what? on the situation. I was gonna say ho- host a sit-in and inside of an advertising agency, <laughs> like yeah. outside of giving general tactics, like physical tactics, like that. Like I don't think that we've said anything different. I don't think it's the approach that needs mm-hmm. to be discussed anymore. I think what we can should continue to discuss is who we hold accountable, not how. We know how. We literally can write the Ten Commandments on accountability, who we hold accountable, and when we do it, and when we can articulate, can clearly articulate why we're doing it, to me, is more important. I hear you. I, I mean, mean, I don't I, know I, if I necessarily I, get, like, I don't want you to just hear me. I'm like, that. that's like, that's the discussion. Like, no, no we don't I need to talk about how. We need to talk about who, when, where, when and why but to your point it doesn't matter if it's who what where or why you're still doing the same that's, action and that's fine i don't think it needs to change like i'm not saying that it would change i i see when you say that like okay whether it is a brand or it's a company or yeah. if it's a person the ultimate step one yeah. is to call someone out and to and even if you get invited to your yeah. point even if you get invited to the conversation it is you still have that same step one. So, maybe so that's I, the difference. So I, that means want to hear you. Yeah. Now we have the formula. It's not about how. The how is always there. It's the why. 
is it laddering up to the values that they've articulated? The other thing is when, when are we holding you accountable? Is it all the time, is it some of the time? Is it in this moment? Is it two years from the time you did something? I mean, I think you can walk to up to any of these women who signed it at this point and ask what their next steps are because you should have tangible next steps. And if you don't have it at that moment, then when should I come back and figure this out? Or do we need to sit down together and work on the solution? But is it down to that detail? Because I am keep going back to the point where you're saying that it's still the same stuff. One, when you look at brands and they fuck up, do you watch them more because they fuck up or do you write them off? Do you still hold, okay, they said sorry, we've, we've held them accountable, we've said sorry, we've done that. Like, do you still want to see that, check to see if they, they learn from their actions? I mean, but these aren't brands. Like, these the are these are human beings. These are that, have, that, that, are, that are very branded. These are people with brands. Don't do that. Don't, like, knock off the fact that they've built profiles and that. I, but what I, what I mean is, like, a brand isn't a person. Right, so okay, like they're not though, like they're not a person, like this is a person, but you're still watching them to see if they will change. I'm like, I'm not sure of all the women who signed that. that, but for the women who were complicit, I'm sure like people see their name and still will track to see if they make any differences and if they fuck up then they'll say something because they've been watching them. Well, I guess I guess another way to look at this is we can all go and look at that list of people who've signed it. And if you feel like somebody on that list ain't shit, then you should go have a conversation with that person. I mean, like to me that's 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 uh a why or a how like I'm looking at this thing that you just signed this is something that I know that you were a part of or you did or you were complicit in what's up sure <laughs> I mean like that's I just I, I guess are we saying it's be- because they signed it that's how you can approach it sure why not asking yeah I, I feel like that is that is the as opening. opposed to somebody who has not signed it and you don't think you could approach it in the same way i think you can you can approach it but the difference is that person can play ignorant what i think the difference is that okay. person i think we're i think i think we're i think we're putting too much heavy weight on signatures and physical physical relics of of morality and shit like that like so now they can't play d- Simeon. How many meetings have you sat in calling attention to things that people have done where they explicitly fucked up on some shit that they wrote in an email that they wouldn't fuck up on and they sat there and played dumb? They're not the same to me though. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> They're just All not. Right. Like, like you I'm, like, I'm just like, I'm not putting I'm not I'm, let me put it this way. I'm not putting no weight on on no and uh, that's I think that's on the no difference. contract on no petition on no change.org nothing like yes okay. this is a great symbol of what your intentions are whether they are authentic or whether they are for publicity 
this is a clear symbol. Does it make it any more real than somebody else that starts working, that starts managing you? Absolutely not. And I, and I think that's probably where we differ, which is, yes, what you're saying is absolutely correct. But America is a country of symbols. Like we, we luckily, my family immigrated to this yeah, country, right? So, like this, this is a country that places a lot of social equity. Do you place that social equity on symbols. I mean, I think this goes back to the conversation that we had with Torsten, which is, I feel like, I like to see people set themselves up to fail, because that's where you have the teachable moment, and I feel so like so. What empowers you is the symbol. Not the, not the principle, but the symbol is what empowers you. If you want to say that, okay. Because I, f- I feel like at the end of the day, because I think I'm setting myself up for failure when I put my trust into symbols or things that are physical. Because somehow that, like, th- somehow that makes it more real than your word. I think this put yes, this puts weight behind your word. I don't, because there's literally nothing. There's literally no physical boundary keeping and you. They do not get thrown in jail for not following. No, this. you 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 don't get you don't and get they thrown in jail. Just as much scrutiny. You don't get thrown in jail, but the repercussions behind you getting caught up in some bullshit are. I think the repercussions will have will be a little bit more because you put your name on this. What are what would they? Be? I don't know. I can't call it because it's like we haven't seen it. I think people, you know, if you make your name public on this thing, you put yourself subject for more scrutiny if you fuck up. I get what you're saying I when you're you, like, you, you shouldn't also, put so much you weight. Also put your, you, so what are we going to say? The, pe- the people that did not sign this, we, we don't hold to the same standard? No. no. You, you, you still you hold probably them. can still hold So them. then what is the difference? Then what would then, what would then be the purpose? I said to the same standard. That's my point. So, like, you hold them accountable but not as accountable because they didn't sign something? I feel like the conversation is just a little bit different. I think what it's another detail. That is not real. Those are abstract answers. That's not saying anything. I mean, anything. but like if, so you're in a relationship with somebody, you're quote unquote official, that person's your boyfriend. Do you hold them accountable a little bit, hold them accountable differently than someone who just says like, yo, we talking, we chilling? Yes, because it's clear what you're doing. To me, that's just, that's, that's it. It's articulated. Like that's what? that's that's the main difference to me. What? No. <laughs> I think it's a detail. No, that didn't make sense. No. I'm not even no. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a difference. I think it's the an difference added. is it's articulated. Like you are articulating on paper, you're making it official that this is what you are about. That's I don't know what it's about, but it's what you support. What you support, what you, where your values are, whatever the case is. So the, the people is. that support diversity and inclusion throughout the industry that did not sign this are not no. as, a, like, no. They, y'all no. just talking. I don't think it's, like, held as... as <laughs> then we just talking, because, no, no. No, that doesn't make sense. That was a really good stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an added detail if someone were to fuck up. Like if, let's say. I'm sure it's an added detail. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think it makes you hold them accountable or makes, like we went from saying it makes you feel more comfortable to it's the, like, 
It's all to those me, things. It, doesn't, it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. It I, doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Yes, it's a formality. It's nice to look at. It gives you a URL to trace. We are not going to hold them accountable any differently than we would hold any. They would still suffer the same consequences because they are just as high profile as the other people. Imagine all the mid-level people that fuck up on a daily basis <laughs> that we don't even talk about because we don't know them. Like, no. I think we're going to continue holding people accountable regardless. I think our conversations within this podcast our goal is to evolve, and we said that in the beginning of the season that we wanted to, we're going to expand, and I think we're doing that. And I think it is our duty as podcasters, if you will, to take the extra step and to fi- also find out what else is happening. What else can we uncover? What else can we help to bring to light that isn't just about holding? people accountable because for us accountability should be implied it is our implied i we're gonna do it regardless that is literally the basis for this show us we will do it regardless we will but that's my point as far as the conversation circling back the whole point is the conversation about accountability we don't even need to discuss how to do it anymore because we know how to do it what we, what we are going to continue discussing is who are we holding accountable, much like this conversation. When are we holding them accountable? When they fuck up and when they do great. Why are we holding them accountable? Because it is our duty, not, the du- not because they signed a piece of paper. It's our duty to hold people, people accountable, regardless of what relic they're holding on to. Period. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all that. Great. I just feel like this relic gives you a leg to stand on. I agree with when that. You, when you walk into that meeting, you hold up this relic that sh- this person just signed, and now you have a leg to stand on. This is why I'm not married. I don't necessarily believe in traditional symbols. So there you go. contracts mean nothing to me. <laughs> I'm a romantic at heart. I, I believe God. I believe in symbols. I believe that you should have been Catholic. You would have loved growing up Catholic. I you know, like Are you Catholic? I grew up Catholic, yes. I mean, I believe I believe in the power of symbols and you know Listen, that's why that's why Stations of the Cross. That's why when there. I saw Angela burn that man's car, I was like, I get it. That's I what did it for you. All of the things that happened up in... You see, this is the shit I'm talking about. In waiting to exhale, everything leading up to burning the car, it was the burning of the car that let you understand why she was pissed off. Not... Never mind. Just go watch. I, I, just go watch <laughs> Waiting to Exhale. I think most of our listeners have and watched Waiting to Exhale. I don't think everybody has, but if you haven't watched Waiting to Exhale, just watch up until Angela Bassett burns the damn car. And if you don't get mad until she burns the car, everything is wrong with you and Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'm going to go ahead and close out um, as you know, you can follow us on all the social media platforms um, at Ask Mix Company, as well as Gmail, uh, askmixcompany at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Shout out. Bye. Later.